So much has been going on since the Supreme Court document was leaked that was basically signaling the end of Roe v. Wade. And quite honestly, it should not be surprising to anyone. It was expected. I know that there are Republican senators who are talking about they were misled. But the fact of the matter is, with people like Mitch McConnell, we've had an activist-minded Republican Senate that wanted to, or Republican senators who wanted to make sure that we had these types of conservatives on the Supreme Court. And so it made complete sense to me that people like Gorsuch and Kavanaugh would lie about whether they saw Roe v. Wade as, as settled law. And there are a lot of people who are frustrated, who are protesting. I see people out there talking about, I was out here protesting as a kid, now I'm out here protesting as a grandma, and and I, I'm with them, and I, I've, I'm out there protesting in my own way and speaking up in every way I can. I talk about the importance of, of being an upstander, not a bystander, but I think it's also important for us to take a step back and reflect. This is not happening in America. All of the rollbacks that we're seeing right now, it's not happening because of the Republicans. It's happening because we who are considered to be quote unquote progressive, liberal, etc., we let our guard down. We let our guard down, period, bottom line. Ever since Roe v. Wade came into existence, people who are uh, against uh, uh, Roe v. Wade have been protesting, have been fighting, have been working strategically to put people on in benches locally, federally, to make sure that they could get the examples that they, they get the 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 results that they want leading up to this activist court. Then we, we go to the election of, uh, of President Trump, or former President Trump, thank goodness. And the fact of the matter is that so many Democrats or people who are in, in independence assumed that Donald Trump would lose and that Hillary was going to get elected. And so people didn't really step up and get out there and vote like they should have. And people can talk about she ran a terrible campaign and wasn't accessible and all of that. But these Republicans and these conservatives who are very focused on destroying Roe v. Wade, I'm talking about them specifically, they only cared about the Supreme Court. And I knew people who were, who were anti-Hillary because they didn't like the way, quote unquote, Hillary did Obama, even though... Obama had her as his, his secretary of state. They figured out a way to, to squash their differences. Some of us have gotten so sophisticated and sophisticated and comfortable that we let our guard down, period, bottom line. And now we're putting ourselves in a situation where we're seeing the rollback of, of reproductive rights. We're seeing the rollback of voting rights. We're also seeing that other things are going to start being targeted, like gay marriage and other things. We're seeing states where people are starting to criminalize providing health services to transgender people. And, and more of this is coming. More of this is coming because we got comfortable. We sat by, and look, I know that there are people watching this who are not part of this conversation. People who have actively fought to let people know that this is what's coming. But I'm talking about the rest of us. You know, uh, General Russell Honore put it up a, a stat that talked about the, the, the votes that Biden got and the votes that Trump got, you know, somewhere in the 70 million range for Trump and 80 million plus range for Biden. But he also said that over 100 million people did not vote. Over 100 million people did not vote. Is that you? Is that people you know? What's going to be the case going forward? Some of us who maybe watch this will be voting in the election uh, 2024 for the first time, like my daughter, for example. So really, at the end of the day, how many more messages, how many more times do we need to see that these people will do anything to seize power and try to keep a non-level playing field where women won't be able to compete? We saw what, what Secretary Janet Yellen said about the effects of 
of taking reproductive rights away from women and how that will affect them economically and affect entire families. We rolled us over into issues such as voting rights as well. My my children are are, are seven, uh, 16 and, <clears throat> and 13. And they have lost or are losing more voting rights and reproductive lives than when they were born. This is what's happening right now. My mother was born in 1942, and my, my youngest daughter who was born in 2008 is on track to lose more reproductive and voting rights than, than, than my mom was able to experience. So what are we gonna do with that, America? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna continue to just let people be comfortable in their power grabs? Are we going to let companies who are sponsoring these senators and, and, and Congress people who are out there fighting to destroy our rights, are we going to let them let that stand? Are we going to let companies like Toyota just get a, get a pass because they decided that they wanted to benefit or, or donate to both Republicans and Democrats as long as no one's uh, con con contributing to direct violence and there's so many other companies like that? Are we going to not challenge the companies that are sponsoring places like Tucker Carlson that are involved in misinformation and disinformation? Are we going to just sit here and, and, and be bystanders when we need to be upstanders? Look, at the end of the day, when the Senate votes and, and the bill fails for reproductive rights, it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to fail with a bipartisan vote against the bill that Chuck Schumer is going to put forward. So in my mind, this should make 2022 in the midterms, it should make it all that more important for those of us who had already decided that we were going to sit out because we sat out in the last election. So really, at the end of the day, it's really not about what they do. It's about what we do. What are we really going to do to make sure that our children are going to be able to enjoy not only the rights that we've enjoyed, but more rights? What are we going to do to make sure that the rights that we've enjoyed are not taken away? What are we going to do to make sure that these politicians who are out there talking a good game are really not going to sit there and take all of the power from us? This is what voting is about. This is what it comes down to. And for all of us who are too comfortable at home, look, at the end of the day, we can be upset. We can be pissed off, but we got to be active and we got to be mobilized in every way, shape and form to make sure that we are targeting. Because even as we talk about getting out and vote, yes, they're putting people in place right now who are going to make sure that who are going to attempt to make sure that our vote doesn't count. But we can fight that. We can beat that as well. Our comfort zone is our danger zone. And too many of us got too comfortable. We, we believed the Washington Post in, in their slogan that democracy dies in darkness. And that's never been true. Democracy dies right in midday in the bright of day. And really, at the end of the day, we're seeing it happen. This is what happened with Nazi Germany. This is what happened in other parts of the world. We get so caught up when we study people like, like Hitler and, and seeing the, the, the ending effects, the, the genocide, the Holocaust, World War II. But we don't look at all of the steps that went to put him and people like him in place. The politicians who went along with it because they were they wanted power or they're afraid of losing power. The apathy of people who are very comfortable thinking that certain things can never happen. History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And right now it's rhyming. What are you going to do to really work to make this different? I'm seeing people out there saying that I was out here 50 years ago protesting with my mother and now I'm out here protesting with my daughter. It's on us right now to create the future that we want to create the society that we want. If we don't get up and do it, it will never happen. I often say that many of the things we enjoy right now, many people fought so that we can have the opportunity to do it. And many of us didn't do much to enjoy it. 
But the question is, what are you going to be doing today that five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, people are going to be saying, because of what you did, I have this right. I have this ability. So we got to get out there and make sure that we up our, 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 our intensity as it relates to fighting for, for women's reproductive rights. We got to make sure we increase our energy and intensity towards fighting for the protection of, 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 of gay rights and transgender rights and, and, other, and, and voting rights and all of the things that people are working actively to take away. If you don't fight it, we're going to lose it. If you don't use the rights that you have, you're going to lose them. When Madeleine Albright's rest, rest in peace, when her father came to the United States, was so marveled at how beautiful American democracy was, but cautioned that it was delicate and it could be lost at any moment. This is that moment. This is the moment that is happening now. And we need you to get out there in full force and do everything in your power to make it happen. I often say, why settle for outstanding when we can be upstanding? We need upstanding people right now. So we need you to get out there and do the work because our future depends on it. Be an upstander, not a bystander. Let's go. Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.